Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, man. Oof. <laughs> I had a nice little break there. I was up in the Georgia mountains with my son's Weeblow Scout troop. Mm-hmm. Now, we went out to uh, Providence Canyon State Park. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really amazing what, you know, what God's green earth has, you know. We went to the canyons and we found out that they were, you know, it was due to to poor farming practices in the early 1800s that the soil began washing away and it cut these, you know, 150 foot deep caverns and we were able to walk all the way down to the bottom of the caverns and, you know, to research each cavern and see all the different soil compacts and all that. And, you know, it was pretty cool. I had a great time. Good, good. I'm pretty tired, though, because walking down a, you know, 200-foot cavern, <laughs> when you got to walk down that hill and then back up, no walk in the park there. So so are you saying that you're out of shape? No, I'm just in a round shape. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, okay. But I fared okay. well than, than most of the other kids. I had to help them along. So I felt good. I was able to keep up with some yeah. you know, 10 or 11-year-olds. Well, good. You know, we had an awesome show Friday night with Jason Gerhardt. Yes. Uh, the actor, one of the actors off of General Hospital. He's up for a lot of awards. He's won a lot of awards. And if you give a chance, you know, you get a chance, go to his website. It's jasongerhardt.com. It's J-A-S-O-N-G-E-R-H-A-R-D-T.com. And, Brian, also, we're going to have... Next week, oh, man, we're having Coco will be on with us next Monday, which is March 10th. Mm-hmm. And then on the 12th, we're having Gloria Loring. Gloria Loring, that's Robin Thicke's mom. So, yeah. Yeah, you can go to her website, too, Gloria Loring, L-O-R-I-N-G.com. You can check her out and see what she's all about. She's going to be talking about uh, diabetes, Yes, that's yes. something that, you we know, all that's a, need to. That's yeah. something that I think everybody needs to. That that's one definitely they'll need to hear about. Yes, yes. And Coco, I tell you, that's that's like listening to one of God's angels sing. Absolutely. Everybody loves her voice. So if you're listening to us, please join us next week. That's Monday and Wednesday of next week. And the following week, Brian, we're going to have a, a motivational speaker, Mr. Ed Blunt. I think he's uh-huh. on the 19th. So we're picking up steam now. We're having fun. Everybody's calling now. We're just we're just having fun, wanting to try to inspire and motivate people to do more, be more, and have more. That's our thing, Brian. That's it. That's it. That's it. You but know, I you think know. if you pick up those three keys, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can unlock your destiny. Yes, yes, yes. You know, tonight's show is going to be a pretty interesting show. You know, we want to talk about you have yes you have everything you need to live your dreams brian this show is going to cut now it's going to hurt some people oh yeah it's going to hurt some people it's going to make some people uncomfortable and maybe this thing might slice us too you know we you never know you never know where this thing is going to go but we're, we're definitely going to talk about we're all equipped to do and be everything that we were created to be that that thing that we dream of being, it's a reason you're dreaming that. And I don't think two people have the same dream. Hmm. I don't. I, don't, I think uh, God has given us all different talents and gifts and things that we could use. But you know what, Brian? I think we get so used to not thinking about ourselves that we start thinking about other people and we're trying to imitate those other people and now we're struggling and we're thinking, God, you know what? Why do you give this to this person but I can't ever get it? 
could it be that you're operating outside of your gifts and your talents? What do you think, Brian? You know, I think when, when people go to coveting something else, you know, coveting other people's, you know, reality is what I call it, you know, they have to remember that they ha- they have the same abilities. You may not be the best climber in the world, but you have an ability to do something that nobody else can do. So you need to feed off of that. Feed off of your ability. Don't look at somebody else and say, I'm, I want to be like Mike. You know, you hear the thing, like Mike, if I could be like Mike. Well, if I could be like Mike, if everybody could be like Mike, then Mike wouldn't be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So be like Joe. Be like Fred. Be like Tamara. Be you. you know? Be you. Yes. Yes. And it's so important, and I think, Brian, what we do, we get so caught up in the television into thinking we can do these things, but we don't really think the thing out that we want to do until we start trying it. And then when we start trying it, we say, oh, wait a minute, this is not going as easy as I want it to to go. Of course not. Hmm. You're not going to start out being the best at what you're starting out at. Come on, what kind of sense does that make? Right, right. If you want to be a singer like Cheryl in our chat room, I'm sure Cheryl had to sing all the time. And, Brian, sooner or later we're going to get her on the show to sing. Live without any music, acapella, so everybody can hear that the sister can blow. But, but Brian, you know, we have to stay with what we have. We have to find out that talent, that gift that we have, and it's a blessing to the world. Once we find out what it is, hmm. once we find out what it is, and that's the thing. Everybody wants to know why were they created. I want to know why. Why? What's my purpose? You know, everybody's chasing that. They want to know. Well, it's easy to find out your purpose. We're all here to serve one another. Bottom line, that's it. But some of us want to be selfish, and we want to do the things that we weren't called to do, and when we do that, we're fighting against the Creator. Now, Brian, how many people you know won that battle? Uh <laughs> I can't say I know a single one. <laughs> but Brian, have you ever seen someone operating outside of their gifts and their talents and they're and they're beating their head against a, a brick wall and they're trying and they're struggling trying to do it? Uh, for example, Brian, you're a singer. Mm-hmm. You knew someone that wanted to sing, but they really wasn't the best singer. But right. they thought they could sing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, I've seen quite a few of those in yeah. my you know in my walk with in the music industry, you know, some that actually were, you know, doing well in the music industry, but they didn't have the talent. They had the connections. Right. So they felt like this was what they were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But when those connections fell through and they had to rely on their talent, you know, it was like, okay, what do I do now? Because this isn't, this isn't getting me any further. You know, and, you know, I can remember one person was good at music as far as producing the music, but wasn't that great a singer. Well, that particular person was trying to be a singer when they should have been working on trying to be a producer. Yes. So once they figured it out, you know, they went on and, you know, did well. It's like the light is coming on. It's like that light coming on, Brian, once they figure out, okay, this is it, and they just take off with it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and Brian, you know, when we when we were coaching, everybody wanted to play quarterback. You remember that? Mm-hmm. All the kids wanted to come out. Everybody wanted to play quarterback. Everybody wanted to play running back and wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Nobody wanted to play the offensive line or the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we had, we had kids that were, you know, dang near too big to play saying, I want to play running back. It's like, son, you can't. Play on, you got to play the line, you're too big. Well, I want to play running back. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. okay, uh, you know, but they turned out to be great, like, defensive linemen or great defensive ends once they figured out this is where they were supposed to play. Yes. And it's just amazing when you have a child, uh, you know, once they figure out, okay, maybe I'm not a quarterback this year. We're not saying that you can never play it. 
We're not saying that. We'll never say that. Mm-hmm. But maybe not this year. Maybe you can work on it during the off season, and you can come back and you can go go out for it. But this year, this is where we need you. Right. And once they figure out, you know, wait a minute, I can. I'm pretty good at doing this. I'm pretty good. Once they figure out, okay, I can do this, they'll do it. They get better and better. But if they ever have that attitude, no, I'm going to stay at this position no matter what anybody says, no matter how bad I look. I know I don't have the steps. I know I don't have the speed to do this or to do that. And everybody can see it. But you have some that will stay with it. That will be selfish, and they will continue, continue, continue beating their head up against the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the sad part about it is that they already possess the talent to do what they're called to do. Yes. But they see something that they want to do, and they don't, you know, it's almost like they start trying to, to work from the, you know, how, how do I want to say this? They want to drink the milk from the bottom of the carton yes. first mm-hmm. instead of drinking it from, you know, opening the top, you know, and pouring it out. I guess that's kind of a bad analogy. Let me let me use another one. They want to be able to do all the greatest things that they and not have to work for it. Yes. You know they they want the the hardest things to come easy, and the easy things, you know, they don't even pay attention to. You know, if something comes easy to you, maybe it's something that you're supposed to be doing. You know, if you if you can do something with little or no effort, and it takes others, you know, a lot of effort. Maybe that's the thing that you're called to do. Yes. You know, and I think what we do is we look at others and we see them doing those things effortless, you know, effortlessly, and we begin to say, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to do that. But they don't know the story behind it. You know, they don't know the story. You know, and it's not, <laughs> it's like not everybody can hit a high note like Mariah Carey. Or like Cheryl. <laughs> or like Cheryl, right. You know? Yeah. And so... Not saying that you can't be a great singer, but you can't be a Mariah Carey. You have to be a Cheryl. Yes. You have to be you and let your talent shine. Because nobody can sing like you can sing. That's right. You know, I have not I have yet to hear someone who sounds exactly to the T like someone else. Can't do it. They sound close. It's what they sound like. Right. Yeah, they sound like. <laughs> Brian, also, too, let's switch gears a little bit. So many of us have jobs, and so many of us wake up every morning going to the same job that we're complaining about. I think what we need to do, Brian, is we need to change the way that we look at the jobs that we have. You I have agree. a responsibility on your job. The Creator trusted you enough to place you in this position. A lot of times we don't look at it that way. You were trusted in this position. He gave it to you for a reason. You're there for a reason. If everything is not going the way that you want it to go on your job, it's going that way for a reason. It's a, it's a story in it. It's a message in it. All you have to do is open your eyes and look. Now, a lot of us want to have our own business. If he can't trust you to do what you're supposed to do on your job that you're getting paid for right now, why should he trust you with your own business when you're not as disciplined as you should be? Mm. (laughs) You know, Greg, I, I think a lot of it is that we see the things that others have and we want them. And so we figure, oh, this is how I can do it. And we never look at the fact that they're providing a service. You know, and, and when you start to look at business that way, that my business is not about me making money. It's about providing a service to a consumer. Yes. Then I think that's when your business will begin to flourish because you'll, you'll look at it from a completely different standpoint. You won't look at it from... The standpoint of if I give you this, then I'll make this X amount of dollars. You know, because most business folks, they don't make a whole lot of money. You know, they're not they're not becoming millionaires 
by you know starting their own businesses. Most of them start out in the red. I believe it said that 95% of all new businesses fail within their first five years, mm-hmm. or maybe the first three years. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to go out there and make a million dollars your first year out. Mm-hmm. You may have to work a little. But you know what, Brian? I want to say this. If you start a business, if you whatever it is you're following your dream, whatever that thing is that you want to do, make a commitment to see it through. Don't just try it for a little while and say, oh, well, I tried. Hmm. Well, how long did you try? Oh, six months. I couldn't get a contract. I couldn't get this or I couldn't get that. Keep trying. Mm-hmm. Keep trying. It's the ones that are the the most persistent is the ones that are still around. Everybody sees Oprah. Everybody wants Oprah's money. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants Oprah's houses and all of these things and the, and the ability to just bless other people, but nobody wants to put the work in that Oprah did. Everybody wants to be, I want to be like Oprah. Uh, but no, you don't know a lot of times people don't realize the story behind what Oprah had to go to to get where she is right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of suffering there now. There's a lot of tears shed. But she hung in there. She didn't quit. And you were talking about Michael Jordan earlier. Mm-hmm. If Mike would have made it in the 10th grade, if he would have made the basketball team, would he have the drive and the desire that it took for him to make it in 11th grade and to carry on over. Sometimes we need that that hurt. Sometimes we need that rejection to take us to the next level. Oh, yes. But we're so afraid of being told no. What does no do? Nothing. No tells you what you need to do to get what you want. If you're starting a business and someone tells you no, if the bank tells you no, there's a reason they're telling you no. Well, you don't have enough of this or this. Okay, well, get that, what they say you don't have enough of, and go back. Now what can they say? Well, I guess we're going to have to give you, <laughs> you qualified now. Exactly. So, Brian, on your trip this weekend, did you have any of the kids thinking that they couldn't do all this walking that you were doing, or was it just you? You know, it's interesting. I was... um I was walking with um towards the end of the, towards the end of the uh hike we did a 3 mile hike and it was it was an arbitrarily 3 miles because you actually well, this is how we started off. We started off going down the side of a mountain, right? And when I say a mountain it wasn't like this huge, you know, 500 feet. It's like probably about a 70 80 foot drop down the side of a a, a big, big hill. And it's probably like a 45-degree angle drop because we were literally sliding down. We got to the bottom. We crossed a small river, literally <laughs> crossed the river. Uh-huh. Um, and then we, we followed the riverbed, you know, all the way down until we ran into the actual trail that that we, um, that we had to follow. And it was like, I think there's like a three-mile trail and then there's a seven-mile trail. So we took the three, you know, we took, we caught up on the seven-mile trail, and then we traveled back towards the three-mile trail. And once we got there, we followed the riverbed around. Of course, now we're we're walking through a shallow river, and at the time the river had uh, had already gone down from the rains, you know. It, and the thing about the the trip, we were actually walking through, you know, a crevice that had been created from water that had been shed from northern Georgia and it shed through and cut crevices through these, you know, soft clay and the soft sands over the past 200 years. So it created these 150 and 250 foot high cliffs that, you know, that and all that sand that washed down in through these crevices. And they were all over the area and so this part was designated as a state park. And you know, as we got to the, the lower parts, you know, it was pretty tough trying to walk through mud and, you know, and dirt. And, you know, we, we got kind of turned around at first, and we finally caught into where we were supposed to go. And then we had to walk, you know, 
up through the crevices to each to the end. And uh, once we went through about three or four crevices, you know, everybody's pretty tired from all the walking because you had to walk up and down the hills, and, you know, it wasn't easy. Well, towards the end, we got to the, you know, where the state park offices were, and you had to walk sheer up a 200-foot drop to get back to the mountain, and it curved. It didn't go straight, of course. It curved around and curved around. Well, I was walking with two of the, you know, husky kids, I'll call them, and they were getting tired, and I had to carry their backpacks for them up the side of the hill because they couldn't carry them, and they couldn't go anymore, and I kept telling them, come on, man, you can make it. I said, look at me. I'm an old man. I'm out of shape. You guys run around every day. You can make it. You know, and I kept giving them encouragement, and finally when they got to the top, you know, they were happy. You know, and you know, and I felt good myself because I said, heck, I made it, because I thought they were going to have to carry me up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it. You made it back. Welcome back. You did make it back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I had a wonderful time, wonderful time. Good. Well, Greg, you know, let's go to commercial break, and when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about some of the ways that you can find your place where you where you can grow and nurture others. Okay. All right, so we'll go to break. Yo, Dad, have I told you how proud I am of you? Hey, thanks, son. What did I do? I think you eating extra vegetables and snacking on apples. Just trying to stay healthy by eating my nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. I even saw you slip carrot sticks in your gym bag. You noticed that? I sure did. Well, that's what you've got to do to stay healthy and fit. <laughs> and that's why you're my hero, my role model, my shining all right, star. All right, what do you want? The car, some cash, and your old school CD. <laughs> oh, my son. A message from the Department of Health and Human Services. Daddy, we need to have that talk. What? I'm not a kid anymore. I need to know things. Like? Like why so many black men have diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. I'm worried, Daddy. I know. Folks like me are at high risk, but eating nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day can reduce that risk. And those are the facts of life, baby girl. <laughs> oh, so eating your nine a day is a good thing to do, huh, Daddy? Right. Sort of like you letting me date Maurice? Wrong. A message from the Department of Health and Human Services. Hey, Justin, Sarah. Hi, Ricky. Hi. Hey, listen, I just heard about some kids who might try to get some beer. So? Why are you telling us? Yeah. Well, because I thought maybe we could go and, you know, drink. Why? Um, because, I guess because it's cool. Cool? Why is it cool? Well, you know, we can go and get wasted. And why would we want to get wasted? Well, remember that time when we heard some older kids talking about doing it? So? Why should we do it? Well, I guess... I guess I don't know. Sooner or later, someone may ask you if you want a drink. If that ever happens to you, maybe there's something you should ask them. Like why? Because the fact is, most kids don't drink. Even older kids. So think about it. There's no good reason to drink. Want to know more? Check out thecoolspot.org. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's topic is you have. If you have a comment or a question about the topic, if you just want to just call in and talk to us, the number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. You know, Greg, before the break, you know, we were talking about, you know, well, actually, we were talking about me climbing up the side of a mountain and the fact that I, you know, was able to do it. And I want to say that, you know, before we talk about this other topic, that my experience climbing that mountain, you know, was not necessarily easy because it was, I mean, it took some effort. <laughs> and, you know, you also, you know, Greg, you all, you also know that I'm not in the best of shape. And so I'm kind of paying for it today. <laughs> you <laughs> know, but prepared. I said that to say, you know, when we're when we're trying to find, you know, what we're supposed to be doing, you know, 
there's an easy way to do it. And I think we talked about this earlier. You know, if you see there's something that takes very little effort for you to do, you know, for you to accomplish it. Uh, let's say if 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 you if it's easy for you to play the piano, you know, most of the listeners know my children play violin, and you know, I have uh, my oldest daughter. She plays the violin, the mandolin, the guitar, the viola, and she wants to learn the banjo and also learn piano. You know, so she's very musically inclined. You know, and for her, it seems very effortless. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it amazes me because I'm like, wow. You know, I pick up the violin and I can't play it. You know, and I know music. I can play the piano. I, got, you know, I do a little bit of music myself. But as far as that violin goes, I mean, I'm just I can play a couple. I can play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> and that's it. That's about you know, it. and that's the first thing that they learn. Yes. You know, so you have it in you. You know, I look at the little kids. They have, uh, like when my kids started, they were three and a half and four and a half. And um, I've seen them as little as two years old grab a violin and play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And if you ever want to see something that's just awesome, just watch a kid who can barely talk play a violin. <laughs> yes. 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 Brian, I want to mention two things that I think that we need to have when we're going after our dreams and we're going after our goals. And I'll use a little kid uh, uh, as an example. Like you said, that your daughter is musically inclined. She's picking up all this stuff. But the number one thing I think that we need to do when we're chasing our dreams and our goals, we need to be enthused. Your daughter, I guarantee you, she's happy when she's learning how to play something new. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when we go at something, we're not enthused, we're afraid. We don't have that boldness when we go at it to, to say, okay, this is my business, it's going to thrive. I know it is. It's going to take off. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. We don't have that mindset. We have that fearful mindset of if it fails, it's okay, I still have my day job. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have the money, that's okay. See, we look for excuses before we even open the door, before the grand opening. Mm-hmm. We already have this thing called something to fall back on. Sometimes we need to remove that safety net and know that we can't fail. Because yeah. you can't. You can only stop trying. And number two, we need to be committed. We need to be steadfast at this thing. We need to dream it, eat, and sleep it. But first, we need to stay on the knees when you're doing it and just stay focused no matter what. Be committed. Do not let go. Hold on to that thing with your life as if you're hanging off the side of the mountain, Brian, that you had to climb. Mm. And, and you're hanging from a rope. And you know that if you let go, that's the end of you. Well, if you let go of your dreams, that's the end of your dream and that's the end of your business. So go at it as if today is your last day. And, Brian, there's three days that we have that are so important, but there's only one day that we have control over. Those three days, the first day, one of the most important days is the day that you're born. You don't have any control over that. And the other day that you don't have any control over is the day that you leave this world. Mm-hmm. But the day that you do have control over is today. Absolutely. What are you going to do with today? <laughs> what are you going to do? We have these dreams and we have these goals. And you, Brian, if you ask a person, what are your dreams, what are your goals? They'll, they may tell you, okay, did you do something today to get you closer to that dream or that goal? No. I guarantee you. So if we spend a day, every day, trying to do something to get us closer to our dreams and our goals, you will be shocked and amazed at how far you will get. So I'll say those two again. The first one is be enthused, and the second one is to be committed. And, Brian, I know that you may have something to add with those two things, but I don't know. But I know you. (laughs) You know, I would also say be persistent. You know, a lot of times when we're going after those dreams and goals, 
we get discouraged. Something life happens. Yes. You know. And so when life happens, we have to concede to life and say, oh, well, you know, I know I was going after my dream and my goal, but I also have to feed my family or I also have to, you know, make sure my bill is paid here. And so we we sort of stop going after that dream and that goal and we, and we begin to, you know, try to make up for whatever we're missing in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would always, I would add that, what I believe we have to do is we have to look at it as we have to look at it like this. Life is gonna happen. Yes, sir. You know. It's gonna happen whether you want it to or not. Yes, sir. You know, you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do about it. So just deal with it. Or you incorporate whatever that is in into your goal. If you know you have a goal of saving five hundred dollars, you know, in the next six weeks. And the only way you can do that is by not blowing it. Then don't blow it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. You know, or or if your plan is to save, you know, $10,000 over the next year and, you know, you have the means to do that, you know, don't get sidetracked when you got seven grand and you feel, oh, I can, oh, I, I can, I got seven, so I'm good. You know, I don't have to worry about the other three. You know, because it's close and I want to go and buy something with the seven that I got because, you know, it's not really a big deal. That was just a goal that I set, but I didn't really have to achieve it. No, keep following through. And if, you, and if you're able to save, it, save that whole ten before the one year is up, you know, don't stop there. Raise your level. Raise your level of expectation. If you knew you were able to save that, if you plan to save, you know, $10,000 in one year, and you save ten thousand dollars in ten months, then save those other two, the next two, and now you got twelve thousand. You see what I mean? Yeah. And then the next fun. year you can say, I plan to save fifteen thousand dollars in one year. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't just settle for the same mediocre thing the next year because you've already beat that. You've already met that expectation. Raise your level of expectation in yourself. Because the one thing I know is that if you're not challenged, you know, I think we meet our best, you know, I think we do our best work under pressure. Yes. You know, and I could be wrong, but I just believe that. We do some of our best work under pressure. And so if we don't put that, you know, and I'm not saying bad pressure, I mean just to, you know, Good pressure, where it's something that we can control. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, Brian, I, uh, let me let me go back and, and, and call these back out. One is to be, we need to be enthused. Mm-hmm. Two is we need to be committed. Three, we need to be persistent. And I was going to touch on the fourth one, but you said the word. I think we need to be in the expectant mode, mm-hmm. the expect more mode. Every morning we wake up, we have to say, this is the day that the Lord had made, not has, had made. I'm going to rejoice in it and be glad. We should expect great things to happen to us daily. We should expect great things to happen to us every hour, every minute, every second of the day. Mm-hmm. We need to do that. And number five, Brian, I think it's also very, very important, probably one of the most important things. You need to trust yourself because if you can't trust yourself or you don't trust yourself, it's going to show that when you go out to people and you're talking to people, it'll show they'll know that you're not trusting what you're saying. So you can't hide that. So if you can't sell yourself with trust, so once you have that trust in you, you're confident. It's a difference between confidence and being cocky and arrogant. Once you trust in yourself that, okay, you know what, I'm going to land this deal. No matter what, I'm going to land this deal. And you go in there and you have that attitude, that exciting and being enthused attitude, that person is going to feed from your energy. And once you have that going, you have something good going for you and you're expecting it. You're expecting this person to say yes. 
And even when they say no, they're still saying yes. Right. Most of the times, Brian, when a person says no, he's asking you, okay, keep coming. I want to see if you really know what you're talking about. I want to see how bad you want this. Right. And you stay with it, trusting yourself, and watch the doors open. You will be surprised and shocked with what you can do when you give it, number six, Brian, give it all you have. Mm-hmm. Give it everything that you got. Don't protect your heart. A lot of times we do that. We're so worried about getting hurt. We're so worried about the rejection. Okay, if they say no, how many people in the world is there, are there, Brian? Billions, There right? are ooh, almost five billion. Okay, that's just one person that said no. That one person can't stop you from doing what you want to do. That one person is just, I would just use that person as practice. And you never know what's going to happen when you step out and give it all that you have. That's all required of you anyway. You do everything that you can, and our Creator will do everything that you can. Once we have that mindset, Brian, doors are going to open. I like that. (laughs) Doors are going to open. So, Brian, we have six things, and I'll call them out again. Be enthused. Be and stay committed. We need to be persistent, and we need to be in the expect more mode. We need to trust ourselves, and we need to go all out, give it all that we have. So, Brian, I know you've done that before, right? Have I? Yeah. Hmm. You know, Greg, I can't say that I've done all of that. Uh-oh. The sword just <laughs> the sword I'm just being out. <laughs> The sword just cut a little deep, didn't it? Yeah, you know, I, but I, I can't say that I've done some of that. Yes. You know, so I think with all folks, we all have room to grow, and yes. we all have things that we that we are learning and can learn. Yes. And so, yeah, I can work on that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Brian, when we look in the mirror every day, at the end of the day, I think another good thing that we need to start, and I'm going to make this number seven. Look at the man or woman in the mirror. Every morning, you make a declaration. What is it that you're going to do that day? What you're going to do this, to, to this day? Remember, we don't have control over the two days, two things, the most important days. The day that we're born, the day that we leave this world, those are the two things we don't have control over, but we have control over today. What are you going to do with your time today? We're all given the same amount of time, and it's called a lifetime. Some people probably thought I was going to say, well, no, that's not true. Babies die, but they had a lifetime. That was their lifetime. Mm-hmm. You don't know how long you're going to be here. You don't know if tonight's your last night. You need to live your life expecting to be more and do more than what you did yesterday. Every day can get better. Yesterday will never happen again. Brian, Monday, March 3rd, 2008, will never come again. Hmm. So what's Brian going to do March 4th, 2008? I'm going to do exactly what the day says. That's right. March 4th. March 4th. (laughs) That's right. We're going to march forth, Brian. Tomorrow we're going to march forth. We're going to get up. We're going to say, world, here I come. I was created for greatness. I'm not I'm not the average person. The life I'm living right now is what I've been giving out. That's what's coming back to me. Yeah. So what are you going to do with today? It's not over with, Brian. Still got some hours left. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you what I'm going to do after this show. <laughs> I'm going to make me a nice cup of tea. Oh, okay. And I am going to sit back and reflect on my day. Yes. Because I had an eventful day. I had to um I had a lot of things to do before actually before the show. And uh one of them was teach a group of young males about staying pure. And uh <laughs> You know, it says you, you know, and the topic of this show is it was so apropos because when I was trying to teach them, they have the ability to make that choice and to make that decision. 
Those crazy jokers say, man, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, 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 that's not the thing to do, you know. It, and it's almost like they hear me, but they're not listening. And, you know, and we do that so often. We We hear people, but we don't listen. And when somebody tells you this is what you need to do and you say, okay, fine, and you don't do it and you don't get the desired outcome, you know, then you're like, you're upset. Well, you told me to do this, but why do I have to do that just to get this, you know? Good. But uh, like Greg said, we still got a couple more hours left in this day. That's right. You know, what are you going to do with it? You know, what are you going to do to work towards your tomorrow? And it's not that you have to do anything super spectacular or great. You could just sit back and plan what your tomorrow is going to be like. Yes, yes, yes. And, Brian, you know what? I think another thing, too, we need to look at very closely. We need to examine this thing, Brian. Hmm. And we're going to talk about it after you take us to this commercial. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about desire versus want. Uh Desire versus want. Mm Hmm. All right, well, let's take it to break. Okay. What's up? We're Boys to Men. How do we educate our kids so they have a fighting chance in today's world? We don't have to tell you that children face pretty tough challenges these days. We adults need to go the extra mile to make sure our kids find something in school that really sparks their interest, like music. Teenagers who study music and arts tend to find tough science and math concepts easier to grasp. It has to do with development of something called spatial IQ. And music and creativity go together, too. We know from our own lives that teachers who appreciate creative thinking embrace our love of music. So, help prepare your children for life. Encourage them to learn to love music. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, Gibson Guitar, Baldwin Piano, and this station. March is Music in Our Schools Month. Music, part of a sound education. Here's an important message from Reverend Dr. Jeremiah A. Wright, Jr., Senior Pastor of Trinity United Church of Christ. Did you know that more than half of all the new HIV-AIDS cases reported are among African Americans? Our men, our women, and our children are at risk. We must put aside our fears, exercise our faith, and put an end to this deadly disease. Encourage testing. Learn more about HIV and AIDS. For testing locations, contact the CDC National STD and AIDS hotline at 1-800-342-AIDS. Your baby is so cute. How old is she? Six months. Mine too. Is your baby also getting her immunizations today? Yes. It's hard to get here sometimes, but I find a way. It's my lunch hour. I had so many questions at first, but I got all the answers from my doctor. Immunizations are one of the best ways to protect your baby's health. Call your health care provider to make sure your child is fully immunized by age two. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-232-4636. Sponsored by the Department of Health and Human Services. We're back with the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's topic is you have. And, you know, Greg was talking before the break about the difference between wants versus desire. Yes. So, yes. Go ahead and expound on that a little bit, Greg. Okay. Everything that you've ever wanted in your life or everything that you ever desired in your life, I guarantee you you got more of the things that you desired than the things that you wanted. Our favorite book says that he'll give us everything that our heart desires. Hmm. He didn't say want. He never said want. When you want something, that's just it is just a want. And, Brian, I'm going to use you as an example when you were a little kid back down in the Miami area, you wanted this one particular toy for Christmas. And your mom said, okay, well, he he may want that. And then, Brian, you will play with this toy before you even had it in your hands. You would make up things that you're going to do with it. You'll tell your mom, you know what, Mom, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that with this toy. And here it is, November, and now she's asking you to make out your Christmas list. That thing you want is going to be at the top of the list. You remember that? 
Mm-hmm. You wanted it so bad that your mom said, okay, well, this particular store, they don't have it. See, a lot of times, Brian, we don't know what our parents go to to get us the things that we desire, not want. So you told her that you wanted it one time. If you would have left it there, I guarantee you, you wouldn't get it. But because you desired it, you took it to another. You took it to another level. You wanted it. You wanted this thing so bad that it went from want to desire. Right. right. And basically, all you're doing is working your faith. You're playing with this thing so much, but it's not Christmas yet, and Mom hadn't bought it home. You're telling your friends, I'm getting this for Christmas, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. Uh, Brian, you think that's the reason uh, our favorite book says you have to have childlike faith? You know, absolutely. I, I, I think it's when you want something, you know, it's just, hey, I want this, I want this. But when you really, really, really want something, it becomes a desire. Yes. yes. And. You know, some people will say, well, you're lusting after that. Well, no, no it's no. not necessarily a lust. It's something that you desire. Yes. When you lust for something, that's that's basically that's an unbridled desire. Yes. It, See, it, when it, you it, desire something, it's something that you can control. Yes. You know, you don't absolutely unequivocally have to have it and you'll do anything for it. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's something that you would like to have. It's a desire. It's something that you would that you would wish for. And so, in your mind, you're saying, this is something I really, really would like to have or really, really want. Yes. And the truth is, if you're working, now you remember the key word here, working. You have to be working your faith. That's right. And then you can obtain that. But if you're not working your faith, and I'm using, I'm emphasizing that word, working, and the root word of that, which is work. See, anything that comes to you is not going to come to you because somebody just gave it to you and it's yours. Somebody had to work for that. It may not have been you working for it, but somebody had to work to obtain that which you desire. And so, in in like form, you need to be working something in order to get it. So if you're if you're obtaining it, maybe you're working your faith that you can obtain it, you know, or maybe you're physically working so that you can have the the funds or the means to obtain it. But either way, somebody has to be working. Yes, yes. And Brian, to go back to what I was saying about desire versus want, and you being that little kid, we're going to go back to you being that little kid again, Brian. I'm going to get off of that in a second, but I'm going to get my <laughs> point across. <laughs> Uh, how you scream and holler for that Christmas gift? <laughs> now, Brian, because of because you because it, that gift you wanted was a desire, and your mother saw you and she said, "You know what? I can't let him down because he's desiring this thing. Mm-hmm. I can't let him down." And she's like, "I want to see his face when he get up Christmas morning and open this gift and see this thing." Now she couldn't. Stand to see you not get what you not you know you not get what you desire. Mm-hmm. How do you think the creator feels when we're busting our butt and we're desiring for something? Do you think he want to see us not having a good time trying to get it or being disappointed and not getting it? Not at all. But at the same time, I don't think he'll just put it in, out on a platter for us if we're not working towards getting it. You know right. what I mean? Right. And your mom never put it out on a platter for you to get that thing that you desired. You did all of that on your own. Right. Because of what you believed in, and we have to believe in ourselves in anything that we're doing. Because if we don't believe in it, we will not try it, and we will never do it. So you've got to believe just a little bit that you could do something and step out and start doing it. Mm-hmm. And then that thing will go from a want to a desire. See, desire makes you cry. <laughs> the, the desire makes you see things that you feel that you can touch, but you can't touch it. It's so close, you know it's about to happen. You can feel something though, that today. Something's just not right, Brian. Something's not right. Something is about to happen. You can feel that thing. 
And you can want that thing so much that you desire it. Now it's a whole different level now. You can smell it. You can touch it. Okay? But I can't. I, I, I got to put my hands on it. And the next thing you know, it's right in your hand. Mm-hmm. It's right there in your hand. According to your faith, be it unto you. Now, that, Brian, that's what my book say. The bestseller of all times. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, you got a couple more hours to do that thing that you need to do. You said you're going to relax. Yes. I take it you're going to meditate on something. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I have some things that I definitely need to focus on for tomorrow, definitely. Yes. You know, but also I need to sit back and reflect on what I did not accomplish today. Not the things that I did because they were already done. Mm-hmm. But the things that I needed to take care of today that I didn't get accomplished, I need to look back and see why I didn't accomplish those particular tasks and what I can do better. And I think that's something that we that we really take for granted and we never seem to do. We never sit back and look at and reflect on the things that we have not yet accomplished. You know, and I think once we begin to do that, we'll 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 get a gauge on what we need to be doing. Yes, yes. I believe that. I believe that. So, Brian, you're going to turn this thing up a notch mm-hmm. tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. You know, because I I, I always hear the, um, one of my favorite speakers, Les Brown, he always talks about seizing the moment. Oh. You know, he said, seize the moment. You have to be ready to go after that moment because that moment is just that. It's just a moment. You know, two minutes ago, I was talking about something completely different. I, I ain't talking about that now. You know, that moment's gone. Different moment. You know, and I can never get that moment back. Never. Mm. You know, that word I spoke, I can't get that word back. I can't take it back. Can't take it back. You know, you like it's like you say, you can't unring a bell. Well, you can't unspeak a word either. And Brian, so you, and make Brian, it you count. Can never, <laughs> you can never unscramble eggs either. That's it. <laughs> you can't do that either. <laughs> Brian, let me go back over the seven things that we were talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to be enthused. We need to stay committed. We need to be persistent. We need to stay in that expect more mode. We need to trust ourselves. We need to give it all we have. And at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day, we need to look in the mirror. Because at the end of the day, Brian, when you look in that mirror, you're going to reflect on what you did this day. Did I do everything I could to be the best me that I was created to be? Or did I complain and argue about my job not being this or my job not being that. So what are we going to do? What, what what do you tell someone? I know, Brian, I know you've ran across some people like this. You've stumbled across them before. That all they wanted to do was complain and moan about today not being this or today not being that. You know, Greg, it's, it's funny. I used to be like that. I used to be the, that that one that would get out there and complain and mo- I don't like this, I'm bad and this, and I'm mad and I'm upset. And then one day the light came on and I just realized that the reason it hadn't changed is because I didn't make it change. Mm. See what I was doing instead of doing something about it. If 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 I didn't like my job, if I didn't like what I was doing then the easiest thing to do is just do something else. Yes. If you don't like where you are, move. If you don't think the the place where you are is the place you're supposed to be, then get up, pack your bags, and move into that spot where you're supposed to be. Now, the one thing you have to be sure of is that you were supposed to move. 
That's right. Work. Because see, if you aren't supposed to move, then you're, when you move, oh, you are going to absolutely hate it. You are going to think that that was the worst thing that you could have ever done in your life. Mm. So you have to be careful. You have to really be careful when you say, uh, that's it, I'm moving. That's it. This this job, take this job and shove it, I'm leaving. You have to be very careful when you make a move like that because you have to be absolutely and unequivocally sure that you were supposed to move in that direction. That's true because if you were not supposed to move, whoo, that's it. It's going to get ugly. <laughs> You know, Greg, I, I always, and you've heard me talk about this before, about people that talk about blessings. Oh, I was blessed today. Oh, I got a blessing today. Well, see, the thing about blessings is that blessings are supposed to come without sorrow. Mm. They're supposed to come without sorrow. So if you've been blessed with something like a new job and or blessed with something like a new car or blessed with something like a new relationship, then that relationship, that car, that job should not come with strings attached. You shouldn't have to go through something if it's a blessing. That's right. So you have to be careful with what you call blessing. See, sometimes they're, sometimes they're not necessarily blessings, but they're opportunities to be blessed. Yes, yes. Brian, let me say this real quick before I forget. <laughs> we have three minutes left. Sometimes, Brian, we turn our, 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 our blessing, we turn it from a blessing to something else, the opposite of a blessing. When we get a promotion on our jobs, or when we get married, or when we have a child, or when we get this big upgrade, our business is going great, we're able to give a bonus to ourselves, buy a car, buy a house, whatever, what's the first thing that we want to do? We want to go out and celebrate. Okay, now how you celebrate is going to determine if it stays a true blessing or not. Mm -hmm. You know, when we get this promotion, what do we do? Let's go out and party. And and we break open the alcohol or we break out some other type of drug because we're happy we've been blessed. Now, why would you throw that blessing back in the Creator's face? That's exactly what you're doing. He's blessed you. He's blessed you. He could have blessed somebody else. He chose you, and he knew what you were going to do before you got your blessing. But yet you want to go back and give it all back to the enemy. You're worshiping the wrong one. But, Brian, I'm going to leave that alone. That's another That's another show in itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, but let's get back to, you know, what what we were discussing about the abilities. You have everything you need to be everything you are. You were born with it. Nobody can take it away from you. It doesn't matter if you're blind, crippled, young, old, large, small. It doesn't matter. What matters is you still have Everything you need to be everything you are. That's right. And whatever you do, please don't take that talent, that gift. Don't be selfish and keep it to yourself and take it in the ground with you. So many people are waiting for that greatness to come out of Brian, that greatness to come out of Cheryl, or that greatness to come out of Gregory. It needs to come out. And you can pull it out if you believe and if you're willing to take that step and say, you know what, I'm going to be great today. I'm going to be just who I was created to be. Brian, looking at yourself in the mirror is a very, very, it sounds crazy, but try it. Give it a try sometime. Hmm. You know, Greg, the one thing that I like to say, we got about a, just under a minute left. I like to say you have to remember why you're doing what you're doing. 
if you're out there and and, and you want to be able to be who you want who you are or you want if you're if you're just realizing that you can do it you have to remember that you're not doing this for you but you're doing it so that other people can be blessed you have everything you need to be everything you are with that being said You've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Please join us on Wednesday night. We'll have another powerful show with a powerful topic. Thank you and God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.